Hey, y'all. I'm Erin Haynes, the host of The Amendment, a brand new weekly podcast on gender, politics, and power brought to you by the 19th News and Wonder Media Network. You've probably heard the news that this election year, our democracy is at stake. On The Amendment, I'm breaking down what that actually means, specifically for the marginalized folks who depend on our democracy the most. This is a show that dives past the headlines and gets clear on the unfinished work of our democracy. Listen to The Amendment now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, it's Diana Kander. I want to let you know about a new podcast that you have got to hear. It's called The Juggernaut Interviews Founders. Listening to business podcasts, you can see a common theme with the glossy version of a startup success story, the kid genius with crazy technical chops who succeeds instantly and whose face quickly adorns every magazine cover. But with Juggernaut Interviews Founders, you'll hear a totally different story. On this new podcast, Juggernaut founder Snigda Soar interviews South Asian entrepreneurs about the startups they've created and the cultural legacies that they're building along the way. The Juggernaut interviews gives you a front row seat on tomorrow's businesses and the next decade's leaders. Because at the end of the day, it's not about how I built this, but how I'm building this. Listen to the Juggernaut interviews founders wherever you get your podcast and tell them I sent you. Welcome to The Growth League. I am Diana Kander, a Midwestern mom of two and keynote speaker. And like you, I feel the call to grow. To get us inspired for the week, every Monday, I seek out the most remarkable women leaders and uncover their rule for growth. This week's rule from Nicole Pressburn is, you don't need a title to be a leader. This episode is brought to you by Influence & Co., To find out how Influence & Co. can help you create relevant content, get more leads, improve your SEO, and drive exposure for your brand, go to influenceandco.com slash growth. Today's guest, Nicole Pressburn, is Vice President of Strategic Initiatives at Aon, a Fortune 500 company with over 50,000 employees. Nicole works in the New Ventures Group, which serves as the corporate incubator for big ideas. She pivoted into this new business-facing role almost three years ago after working for 15 years in finance, which is a very different kind of career. Nicole has been recognized on both the 2020 and 2021 Cranes list of notable LGBTQ executives, and she's been with her wife for 17 years, married for seven ever since it became legal nationally. Together, they have a seven-year-old son. Here's Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. All right. I want to kick things off right away. Three years ago, you realized that the career trajectory you were on since the age of 16, which was going really well, by the way, was headed to a place that you were not sure you wanted to go. So I want to find out if it was like something specific that happened or something that was building in you over time. Like what what happened? I actually do think it's very, it's two very specific things that happened. So the first is that I had a career failure. I applied for a promotion opportunity that I did not get. I was very crushed. And that sort of sent me into a tailspin of trying to figure out what my next move would be. Because in the world of finance, there's a few places you can go. I was the controller of our commercial risk solutions group within the U.S., and I had applied for the North America controller role. The second thing that happened was I got some mind-blowing advice from my wife. I had been continuing to go on external interviews for controller roles, 
And after the third interview, I came home and I told my wife, it was a terrible role. I really didn't like it. And I listed out the reasons that I would never want to take that particular job. And the third time I did that, she said, you don't like accounting. And I was (laughs) shocked because I'm a CPA. I worked at PwC. I am an accountant. And that was mind-blowing information. I'm like, what do you mean? Of course I like accounting. I'm an accountant. She said, you have explained or described the same job three times. So it's not the job, it's you. And that was very shocking to me and sent me on a discovery journey that lasted for about a year where I networked with everybody. Through that process, I also did a lot of soul searching within, thinking about things like what gives me energy? What do I like to do? What do I not like to do? And I started to realize that what I really like is problem solving and working on really, really exciting new business, maybe issues, but solutions. And that kind of led me to my next path into the New Ventures group. And New Ventures was announced at the end of 2018. I had already been networking and meeting with everybody that I could for a year. So when they announced New Ventures, I was totally ready to go. And I emailed the chief innovation officer, who is now my boss, and asked for a meeting. And the rest was history. So it took a pretty major failure to realize that I actually had a lot of great opportunities ahead of me. But I wouldn't say that it was easy. It did. It was a very hard year, honestly, of figuring out what was next. And it was very stressful for me because I'm a type A person. But I am really grateful that it happened looking back now, you know, three to four years later. So now that you've had this realization, I kind of, you know, like giving people a, a roadmap to make sure it doesn't happen to them or it won't happen to you again. So can we pull out a few strategies that you've learned from all this to make sure that it doesn't happen again? I think there's two major things. The first is to focus on what brings you energy and what drains your energy. Because even in your day job, even if you like what you're doing, it's still a good activity to identify, are there things that are draining your energy and are there things that you can actually transfer off your plate so that you can be totally energized and excited every day? Before, I would say my five-year goal is be a CFO. And then I would think about what are the skill sets or the networking activities that I needed to do. Now I think my five-year goal is to continue to grow and develop. And there's multiple different paths. And I want to be very open-minded and flexible. And what are some of the things that are bringing me energy and draining my energy? And then that sort of guides my next step. I'm more focused right now on how I can really blend and create balance across multiple different things that I have passions about. So I'm less focused on just my career and more focused on how can I bring all of the things that I'm passionate about into my daily life. And for me, that means social impact and community, my family and work. So it's less about specifically this path of work and more about bringing all of it together. Well, for four months in 2014, you and your family were in and out of the hospital with your six-week-old son. Can you tell us a story of what happened? Sure. 
when my son was six weeks old, he, we found a lump in his neck. And we were in and out of Lurie Children's Hospital in Chicago for the next four months, working through the diagnosis. After the four-month period, we were very lucky that Noah, my son, had a clean bill of health. And at that point in time, we had also seen a lot of other families who were not as lucky as we were. As you can imagine, when you find a lump, you're in the cancer ward, and so many children did not have the same fate that Noah had, and it really impacted both myself and my wife. We also learned that we're very blessed, not just because we had a clean bill of health with my son, but also just the fact that we have access to healthcare in our neighborhood. So many other families are driving from very long distances, and not only do they have to worry about the worst thing that can possibly happen, figuring out your child's health emergency, but also figuring out the logistics of where are you going to stay for the night and how are you going to pay for it? Many of these families that stay at the Ronald McDonald House, which is where I now volunteer, are there for, it could be one night or it could be three months or it could be a year. And so I started volunteering at the Ronald McDonald House right after my son got his clean bill of health. And I was a general volunteer for two years. Then I worked with Holly Buckendahl, who's the CEO of the Ronald McDonald House in the Chicagoland, to launch an auxiliary board. You were like, I would like to be on a board. I will create this for myself in order to raise money for you, Ronald McDonald House. That is actually what happened. (laughs) I am a firm believer that if you set an intention, you can manifest that intention. So about five years ago, I was at a work event and they asked everyone in the group to write down one wish. And I wrote down, be on the board of Ronald McDonald House. And then the other people in the group, it was a group of about 50 people, had to put a little sticker with their name on your wish if they thought they could help you. This is such a great idea. (laughs) It was cool. So someone put their name on my wish. She then introduced me to the CEO in the Florida chapter. The Florida chapter knew the Chicago chapter, Holly Buckendall. And then they introduced me. I reached out to Holly and the whole thing set in motion. So it's like it was a five-year plan because then I did the co-chair for the Ox board for two years. And then I ultimately did join the board five years later. But I think that's just the exact example that I always use of if you set an intention, you can truly achieve your goals and also ask for help. Okay, what kind of meeting was this? How do we recreate these everywhere? I honestly think people could recreate them just in their daily life because even LinkedIn is a networking connection point. And if there's something that you want, reaching out on LinkedIn is the first step. So that's where I just go back to is if you set an intention and then you start really creating specific action to manifest that intention, you can really achieve your goals. Well, and that's the whole point of the Growth League. It's that you know, growth and accomplishing these big goals is a team sport. And the more you can involve others, the more successful you're going to become. 
I love that. And I think that also goes very closely to what I think both of us feel about social impact and using our own power and privilege to help others, because I think it is a team sport and we have to make sure that we're thinking about the people below us so that we can bring them up and empower them. And then I always tell my many, many sponsorees, because when they say thank you to me and they ask, what can I do for you? I say, you can pay it forward and you can do it for someone else. We were getting takeout yesterday and I was saying, should I get the ribs? Should I get something healthier? And then I remembered, you know what? I've got my athletic greens. I am covered. That's because with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. I've started taking it first thing in the morning before my cup of coffee, and I just feel like I'm treating my body right by having these vitamins and nutrients be the first thing that hits my system in the a.m. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com growth. Again, that's athleticgreens.com growth to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. What if you could use science to discover more about your body all year long? Give yourself more clarity and better understand your health and wellness with Everly Well at-home lab tests. Everly Well at-home lab tests give you physician-reviewed results and personalized insights so that you can take action on your health and wellness. With over 30 tests, you'll be able to choose the ones that make the most sense for you. Food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, and thyroid are just a few of the many options. Here's how it works. Everly Well ships your at-home lab test straight to you with everything that you need for a simple sample collection. Using the prepaid shipping label, you mail your test back to a certified lab, and in just days, your physician-reviewed results and actionable insights are sent to your device. And you can share the results with your mom or your primary care physician, whoever's important, to help guide your next steps. Personally, I took the food sensitivity test, and then I also took the women's overall health test, and I I thought they were very insightful and really helped me chart out a plan for my health. And for listeners of the show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash growth. That's everlywell.com slash growth for 20% off your at-home lab test, everlywell.com slash growth. Before the interview, I asked you for a piece of advice that you would give to a young leader, aspirational leader, and you said you are already a leader, that you don't need a title to become a leader. It's about your actions and how you inspire others around you, how you sponsor others, just like you mentioned, and make a difference. So can you kind of give me more information? Like, is there anything that happened that was like, oh my God, that you had this realization? Actually, about 10 years ago, one of my bosses gave me that advice. And it was really impactful for me because I do have major imposter syndrome at most times in life. So it doesn't occur to me that I have power, but everybody has power and we can all help somebody else. 
So being a leader is not about titles and it's not about how high up in an organization you are. And I did need someone else to tell me that. It's about how you influence others and how you can help others. So even if you're a first year analyst, there's an intern that you can help. There's always somebody that you can influence and somebody that will be really grateful that you were there for them. And so that's kind of the way that I think about leadership is that no matter what level, you can always be a leader and lead by example. So follow your values, act congruently, and make sure that you're really living your true self. Because I think just by being your authentic self, that's being a leader. Who was this wonderful person? Let's call them out. Okay, so as Mike Neller, who's the global controller of Aon and was my former boss when I was in controllership. And he's been an incredible mentor to me for 10 years since I started at Aon. And was there something that happened? Like we, you guys were at your regular one-on-one? Like how did this come up? It was actually in a huge meeting and I honestly don't remember why it happened, but he pulled me aside after the meeting. He probably doesn't remember and told me that. And then subsequently to that, so he's also an incredible sponsor and he actively thinks about how he can be mentoring and sponsoring other colleagues. And he pulled all of his sponsorees into a room, including me, And he said, I'm challenging all of you, go sponsor. Sponsor right now, pick three people in this room. Who can you sponsor today? And that really mobilized a big group of people because we probably had 10 leaders in that room. So we all had three people. So that's already 30 people that we've sponsored. I've never forgotten that. And I do sponsor quite a few colleagues. It's like very easy for me to do now because I just kind of know what to do. And I always challenge them the same way. How can we continue to create more impact? Because I'm sponsoring you. You sponsor five more people. Give me the five point sponsorship plan. What do we do? Oh, man. (laughs) So we've done this and because I mentioned before about how I'm trying really hard to blend all the important aspects of my life. And for me, again, that's community, family, and work. And sponsoring colleagues is very important to me. So what I've been working on is really trying to identify how I can blend those different areas of life to make a bigger impact. So for example, with Ronald McDonald House, how can I bring Aon into that? And how can I then incorporate that sponsorship aspect, which is so important to me, to also create impact at Ronald McDonald House? So what I've done, just as one example, is create a sponsorship program where I sponsor Aon colleagues every year to join the Ronald McDonald House Auxiliary Board. And that's been a really incredible program because now that I've been doing it for about three years... My sponsorees, first of all, are on leadership positions in the Ox Board. One of them's the co-chair, and uh, two others are both committee chairs. They have now taken it amongst themselves to start sponsoring their colleagues. So it's really expanded where it started with sponsorship of three colleagues to about, I think, 15 now. That's it's amazing. I love the whole concept. I love how you're thinking about it. And you, you call it a sponsorship program, but it seems like you're just taking <laughs> over this very like benevolent role. But it's, it's awesome. You have all kinds of people that you've helped doing all this good in the world. And that is a very powerful way to blend, you know, all the many worlds that you're trying to incorporate into one another. 
Okay, time for the speed round. What is the biggest oops of your career or a big one? So, sometime when you messed up, you fell down, whatever it might be. And then what did you take from that? I think my oops is not realizing earlier on to be my authentic self. Because I did not come out until I was already a professional working at PricewaterhouseCoopers. And I was outed at work. And I realized in that moment, very split second, that I had all the power. And that if I reacted confidently and calmly, I thought everyone else would follow my lead. So when I was outed, I said, yeah, I have a girlfriend. And then everyone was like, oh, that's so great. And that was it. And after that, my biggest value in the way that I live my life is be your authentic self. And I didn't learn that early enough because I also, I wasn't out even personally until I, I mean, I was already dating my girlfriend who's my wife now. And that was an oops because actually no one cared, first of all. And I was a happier person once I became my authentic self and really felt like I could live my life. You know, it's funny when you first started talking about being your authentic self, I thought you were going to say this thing about realizing you didn't like finance. And this like the second time that that happened to you, figuring out what filled your bucket. And I guess we just keep discovering ourselves. Yes. And I feel like that be your authentic self advice comes up maybe daily. But I have to follow that advice a lot, especially because I'm gay and I look like what stereotypically might look like a straight person. So I've had many instances where people assume that I have a husband, which is totally fine because that's not their fault. But it's my responsibility to be my authentic self and to tell them that I have a wife. And it doesn't need to be awkward. It happens to me a lot because I'm in client situations and I've had many instances where I've had this anxiety and fear when it comes up with a client. What is my client team going to say? Are my colleagues going to be angry at me? Am I risking our client relationship? But I always go back to live your authentic self. I have a wife. And guess what happens every time? Oh, okay. Move on. (laughs) It's not a big deal. (laughs) Well, what is something that you strongly believed in your 20s that you feel completely indifferent or opposite about now? I feel much differently about creating boundaries and what a successful professional brings to the workplace. In my 20s, I thought work 80 hours a week and that's how you add value. Now, I think Being a well-rounded professional with multiple passions and areas of focus is actually a benefit to the corporation. It's a benefit to Aon that I am involved in the Ronald McDonald House. It's a benefit that I sponsor other Aon colleagues into leadership roles on the auxiliary board. That's a benefit. And it's also a benefit that I care about my mental health now. And I do have boundaries and I do go home and spend time with my family. And those were not things that I thought were important. And I remember when I was young, 
And I would see older people who had children going home at normal times. And I was always really jealous because I felt like they needed, they had an excuse and I did not have an excuse. But now I think no one needs an excuse to think about their mental health and to have balance. That isn't something you need an excuse. It's something that's table stakes. We all deserve that and we should all be seeking for that. Was there something that happened in your career or personal life that helped you want to prioritize your mental health? Well, it was around the time that I had my son. So two things happened. One, before I got pregnant. So it took me a very long time to get pregnant. I was also working 80 hours a week. So that's not great for getting pregnant. I ended up transitioning into a different role at Aeon because I felt like I could not find the balance that I needed in that role. And I did get pregnant. So that was the first thing that happened. And then the second thing is when I came back from maternity leave, I was struggling because I am used to working a lot. And another woman, Krista Davies, who's the CFO at Aon, gave me the best advice that I also still use today, which is create your boundaries, communicate your boundaries, and everybody will follow. And I didn't even realize I had the opportunity to do that. And I didn't create crazy boundaries. I said, I want to be home for dinner and bedtime. So I will be unavailable to work between 5 and 7 p.m. And I didn't even actually tell people. I just started leaving at 5. And I said, if you need me, I'll be back at 7. And it was fine. Everyone was like, okay, (laughs) see you. Sounds like an amazing work environment that you help create for yourself, right? By by speaking up about what's important. Okay, last fun question. What is a strongly held belief that you have that would make for a fun debate at a dinner party? Okay, I'm going to tell you guys a secret, but I do believe <laughs> in the power of crystals. And so... <laughs> that would be my- an awesome debate at a dinner conversation. <laughs> I don't think it's magic. But I do think that if we can use techniques that help us generate and focus our energy, it can really, really help us manifest those goals. And for me, I do work with a lot of crystals and I make crystal grids, which is a mindfulness technique for me because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about what is the intention, what is the thing I'm trying to solve for, and what crystal would be good for that? And what's a pretty design that I can make? And that really helps me focus my energy. So again, it's not magic. It's your energy. We all are the ones that have the power, but we need to really focus our energy. And that's what I do with crystals. So it's a little weird. So it's probably a good debate story. I love the debate. I would love to have the conversation because I have to say, you've made the most compelling crystal case that I have ever heard. Like now I have to go look it up. (laughs) I I think I'm sold. So, all right. Well, you can come to dinner and we're going to have this debate (laughs) about it. Yes. I can't wait to now read everything about the crystal grid. Okay. Let's talk about our rule. I feel like the one that's coming in loud and clear to me is that you don't need a title to be a leader. I think that's a good rule. I love it. Thank you so very much. Thank you. 
I love that rule from Nicole. And I know that sometimes it can be daunting to hear all these amazing women talk about how they supercharged their lives, but I really believe that each of these rules are just as applicable to our personal and professional lives no matter where we are in the process. Which is why this week I wanted to wrap things up a little bit differently by talking to one of the producers of the show, Adesua Agbenile, who is just starting out in her career, and talk about what she took away from the Nicole conversation. Adesua, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Very excited to be here. What did you think about Nicole's advice that you don't need a title to take on a leadership role? I think I've always been the kind of person who like tries to find ways to do things within established routes, which has its pros and cons. But Yes, of course. <laughs> but yeah, Nicole's rule is sort of like inspiring me to do what I want without anyone telling me to do it first. I will tell you, in my career, kind of what she talks about taking a leadership role and, and inventing groups when none existed has been the source of the greatest growth. So when I was an entrepreneur and I wanted to meet like really successful business owners, I started a group called Casey Roundtable, which was just a group of entrepreneurs under 30. And then we would invite these business owners who were people that I wanted to meet to come once a month to talk to us. And so I would build a relationship with them that way. Or as I was becoming a professional speaker and I wanted to get better, I started a mastermind of speakers and I promised to organize the meetings and do the agenda as long as they attended. And now this show, I'm getting to meet all kinds of amazing women and leaders and learn about their strategies for growth simply by inventing the venue where people can come and be. I love that. And I think that is something I've been trying to do, honestly, while producing this show. Is that right? Yeah. I think I've thought a lot about how to like lean into my own creative intuition even if it's not something I've heard before or even if it's not something that we've talked about or something that you have said like, oh, you know, let's do this. But to come to the table with my own ideas. And it is nice to feel like you're contributing something that's all your own. You're manifesting something out of where nothing used to exist. Exactly. And was there any other part of the conversation that really made you think about your own career, things that she talked about doing that you were like, oh, I'd really like to try that. One thing I would love to try is that exercise she said she did at Aeon where everyone wrote down their goals and other people helped them out to do it. I just think that's such a neat way of tapping into the communities that you have to create something new. I, too, became obsessed with that exercise afterwards. And Nicole and I have emailed back and forth a couple of times because I was like, tell me everything. Tell me the specifics. What kinds of things did people wish for? Exactly how did it work? And I think I have enough information to actually attempt this in our Facebook group. So I'm going to start a post where we're going to ask people to come and share their wishes. And then hopefully the other people in the group can maybe help some wishes come true. How does that sound? I'll be the first yeah. one there. <laughs> You'll be the first one with your wish. I love it. Thank you again to Influence & Co. for sponsoring this show. If you're having trouble scaling your content marketing efforts to see results, I highly recommend having a strategy call with Influence & Co. It is one of the only agencies that I've found that will handle your on-site content needs and your PR. It's awesome to be able to consolidate all those efforts and maximize your results. Visit influenceandco.com slash growth to learn more 
And if you mention me or the Growth League during your first call with Influence & Co., you'll get $500 off your first month. That's it for this week's episode of the Growth League. Please make sure you're subscribed to get all the future episodes. And we're trying to get to 500 reviews of the show. So if you could take a second to give it some stars, I would sure appreciate it. I am Diana Kander, wishing you an amazing growth-filled week. The Growth League is a Wonder Media Network production. It's produced by Edie Allard, Adesua Agbanile, and Taylor Williamson. Our executive producer is Jenny Kaplan, and our editor is Emily Rudder. <laughs>